My name is Cassie and I'm the founder of Fatco, where we use these guys to make this stuff. Let me explain. At Fatco, we specialize in making natural and organic skin and body care products, many of which contain tallow. It's nutrient dense and healing. It's extremely high in vitamins A, D, K, and E, all super important for skin health. It's natural, it's healthy, and it's sustainable. I don't care if it's a week, two, four, six, seven, eight. Who do we appreciate? LeBron James. That's who y'all got to start, start appreciating. And you got to stop disrespecting this man. You got AJ Brown, who's a legit number one. And you got Julio, who's a legit number one. One of them dudes got to get double teamed. Who going to get double teamed? And whoever gets double teamed, the other one gets the ball. I'm saying this with no pun intended, with full of pride. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is the Prideful Takes Podcast. As always, it is your boy Pride. Mike kind of had uh, he had to handle some business, so he's not gonna be on. Uh, he's not gonna be on today. So it's just gonna be me, myself, and I. And Rob, don't go nowhere, bro. Don't go nowhere because I am here to defend myself on something I said this morning, and I'm about to ruffle some feathers. Gonna talk some UFC 272 and why this might be a dog shit pay per view. James Harden starting well with Philly, but is it gonna come out to a ring? And we'll get into some disappointment in terms of the NBA. But it's Monday, you guys already know the vibes. I'm here to get people mad, I'm here to trigger fools. And this is something that, frankly, I've been wanting to say for a while, but unfortunately, I'm surrounded by so many Chicago Bulls fans. That if I say this, I'm going to get crucified. I said it this morning. I got crucified. And um, there was a lot of heat. But your boy was still chilling in the kitchen. So here goes. Derrick Rose winning the MVP is probably... I don't know who gets more mileage. Derrick Rose in that MVP or Paul Pierce when he won that finals in 08. I don't understand why Derrick Rose gets put on this high pedestal where, oh my God, this guy's amazing. I believe comparing John Morant to Derrick Rose right now is the most disrespectful thing you can do to John Morant. In my personal opinion, John Morant right now is better, better than what D Rose could have ever been. I'm, I'm, I'm keeping it a stack. There's no way you could tell me, and again, I got I got people mad already. I got I'm ruffling people's feathers, but it's just in. in I'm be honest, Derek. And this is not to say that Derek Rose is a scrub or anything. I'm I'm not saying he's a scrub, but we also need to understand something. When Derek Rose won his Finals MVP, we need to understand voter fatigue was a thing. Well, and by the way, Mike. Listen, I promise you, Mike, if you want on mo next Monday, we could revisit this. I promise you we could revisit this. I have no problem revisiting it whatsoever. But we need to understand something. Derrick Rose, again, solid year, his MVP year, 25-4-7. Is, is That's legit, right? Until you realize, yo, if we're looking at winchers, bro, like, he didn't even have the best winchers in everyone involved in the MVP race. Not only that, for every for every game, he would go nuts out of his mind. There was a few games where he would be freezing from the field. Rob says you can't seriously, you, know, you can't seriously believe that, private. I believe it wholeheartedly. That's why I'm saying it. That's only why I'm saying it. I don't understand why Derrick Rose was put on this pedestal based on that MVP. And then people are saying, oh, my God, well, it's because he's carried. He, no, he didn't. I don't understand this notion. Because one minute, the Chicago Bulls team was a legitimate threat to win the championship. But then when you say, oh, yeah, well, let's be let's be fair. Here's not like Derrick Rose was carrying him. Then the narrative switches to, oh, well, without Derrick Rose, they wouldn't have been nothing. Again, I don't understand why he gets put on this pedestal where all of a sudden... We need to make sure we remember Derrick Rose like that. No. 
No, your MVP year, you shot 45% from the floor? What? Where did they do that at? Where? But again, this is stuff you're not allowed to bring up. See, I don't care. I don't care. I like to hurt people's feelings. I love to hurt people's feelings. I'm chilling. I really am. And this is not to say Derrick Rose is a bum, because I ain't going to go that far. He's not a bum. Mike said, well, well probably you visit Chicago not looking so great. Look, man, I'll, listen, bro. Me saying Mike ain't the GOAT, people from Chicago are already going to get deep in their feelings. But again, it don't matter. It don't matter. Again, this is not to say that Derrick Rose is trash. Don't get it twisted. I'm not saying that he's garbage. I'm not saying he's useless. I ain't saying none of that. But again, the impact here, not only the team, but also the city, can I be putting to work? Again, in terms of MVP, I don't care what you did for the city. The MVP award doesn't matter what you do in the city. Because if the MVP award is a humanitarian award, Braun is winning it every single year. So it does, in terms of the MVP specifically, it don't matter what you do off the court. It don't matter. It really don't. When Big Ben had the sexual assault things, um, the sexual assault uh, allegations hanging over his head, Homeboy still had MVP votes. So whatever you do off the field, like, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't. You know what I mean? Like, my guy not going for the Walter Payton award. Th- like, we're not talking about that. We're talking about MVP. Most valuable person. And again, every single time I say that, and but here's the thing, you say he put Chicago basketball back on the map. Again, no, he didn't. That's the narrative y'all Derrick Rose lovers want to push. That's the narrative y'all want to push. And let's say, let's let me be nice. Let's say that is true. Let's say that it was true. He put it back on the map. Does that mean you putting a team back on the map means you're MVP? No. What, what stats do you, like, what, what do you bring to the table? What do you bring? And I, I'm one of the people that say this, and this is this is even a hot thing. Everyone believes this. He didn't deserve that MVP. He didn't. It was voter fatigue because LeBron was better in every aspect of the game. He was. They didn't want to give it to him. They gave it They gave it to, to D. Rose. But again, just because he won, all of a sudden, everyone's like, oh, my God. Imagine if if D Rose could have finished. Well, I don't I don't have to like why do I gotta imagine what could have been? Why do we have to imagine what could have been? I'm not wasting my time. Imagine, oh my god, imagine if D Rose could have stayed healthy. Okay? Imagine if I had millions. Imagine. Is that gonna do anything for me? No. And and yes, this this was like the second that second Steve Nash MVP. This was it was. Now again, I ain't go listen. If you want to have him keep it, whatever it is, what it is. But again, this MVP of his was has been leached and sucked dry. And like I said, I don't know who's been writing out an achievement more. D Rose is his MVP or Paul Pierce when he won when he won the ring in 08. I don't know. Who's been milking it even drier? I don't know who's been stretching it. I don't know. Either or, bro, this pedestal we put D-Rose on, we got to knock him off it. We got to knock him off it. We have to. We got to knock him off it. We have. There's no, there's no, con- there's no conversation. We got to knock him off that pedestal because he doesn't deserve to be on that pedestal no more. The only people who want to put him on that pedestal are Chicago fans. That's really it. Those are the only people who want to keep him on that pedestal. Yeah, the dude got injured, and it's a shame, but guess what? It's sports. Unfortunately, that's the fact of the matter. When you're pushing your body to that limit, guess what? Unfortunately, some bodies break down and others don't. That's just the reality of the situation. That it's, it's the unfortunate reality, and it sucks. It would be great if sports can go without injuries. It really would be. But unfortunately, that's not that's not where we live in. That's not that's not the reality we live in. Like Derek, like right now, Derrick Rose is a role player. 
But every time you say that, people go, oh my God, what, what, what about in 2010, 2011 when you won MVP? What year are we in? My man been on how many teams since then? Chicago, knock him off that pedestal. It's time to move on. It really is. It's time to move on. I understand you guys want to see, man, what could have been. Don't matter what could have, should have, would have. At the end of the day, it ain't come, it ain't come to truth. It ain't coming to reality, regardless. That's a conversation you Chicago people need to have. I said what I said and I meant it, by the way. And again, I'm not saying he's a scrub. The word scrub never came out of my mouth. I just want to throw it out there. The word scrub never came out of my mouth. But yeah, you guys are milking this so bad right now that it that, like it almost comes across as if. And it's not Boston people. It's not Boston people. It's not. It's logical people. It's logical people. And here's the thing. You call him a legend is a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. Let's be honest here. Let's be fair. We need to understand something. I don't care where he, I don't care where I'm from. I'm from Connecticut. I don't care. If you just want to look at it, his first year, his rookie year, solid, okay? Then he came out his rookie year, so 20, 20 points, 25, 21. Then he tore his ACL. Since then, he has not sniffed 20 points per game. Since then. Since then, he has not. He, he, this, this dude that everyone's been hyping up to me saying, oh, he, could, he hasn't been that guy since. And it's okay if, if you're going to be a role player off the bat. That's okay. That's not a problem at all. The problem, the pro- and here's the funny part. And Rob, we talked about it. You said he scored 51 in Minnesota. Do me a favor. What did he do before that and what did he do after? Rob, we had that conversation. He scored. He had that one game. He dropped 51 and he was crying. Everyone was emotional. What did he, be- what did he do before? What did he do after? Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Thank you for coming to my set talk. Like, at some point, y'all, y'all listen, y'all got to let go. And that's the thing. Right now, he is a journeyman. He is. He is a journeyman. And you right here, the funny part? If it anybody else said it, it wouldn't be a problem. But since Pride said it, to all of y'all, all of a sudden, I'm Vladimir Putin. I'm Russia with a mouth. We need to knock it off. We need to knock it off. Y'all got to take him off that pedestal. He don't deserve to be on that pedestal. I, I don't know why y'all put him. Maybe, maybe, maybe Chicago fans was desperate. Maybe they were like, oh, my God. We want him to be just like Mike, even though he was nothing like Mike. Oh, my God. He can do it. Oh, my God. No. Oh, my God. We want him. He's my guy. I love you. Oh, my God. How about me pull up the Patrick Mahomes voice? Now I really I I don't I don't get it, I really don't. Like the dude has not been the same since, which again, somewhat understandable. You know, I get it to an extent. You know, I can't fully understand because I never you know I have I messed up my yeah I have, I never torn it then came back and immediately messed I, I, I it hasn't happened back to back to back like that so I can't fully understand it you know I can partially sympathize because it's still an injury. But again, we're in the year 2022. 2022. When he won the MVP, it was what, 2010? 2010? I might have still been a virgin. Let me say that one more time. Pride was getting no play. Pride was called no play pride. That's what I was called back in the day. I got no trim. That was, that was the last time he won. That, that was when he won his MVP. I've grown. I'm mature. I got facial hair. My hair growing up. I got two kids, and I, I'm about to get a house. Come on, man. Stop playing. 
Stop playing, bro. Stop playing. At some point, we need to understand, yeah, congratulations. He had that one MVP year, but at the same time, we need to pump the brakes and we need to relax stop putting him on this pedestal. Because I'm telling you right now, man, I'm telling you, climbing to get up there hurts. What do you mean a high level? What do you mean a high level? See, this is why I get tight. For guys like D. Rose, when he comes back off an injury, the bar is lowered. Yeah, bro, play like a rotational guy, and that's a high level. How is it a high level, Michael? How? And I don't hate Chicago. I don't. I have no hate for Chicago. I have no hate. Before this morning, Robert, before this morning, I was like, hey, yo, Chicago lit. They Chicago's lit. I started bashing Chicago again. No, first of all, first of all, time out, time out, time out, time out. First of all, first of all, you're right there contradicting yourself. You're contradicting yourself. Because you want to say a high level, but then you 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 want to put this weird little thing like, oh, but you, you know, for a role player, what? Hold on, time out. Y'all not hyping him up as a role player. Y'all ain't put him on that pedestal as a role player. Come on, man, stop playing. Stop playing, bro. Stop playing. I'm hot. I'm hot. I will go to my father's house, but God knows where he at. But I'm hot. I'm hot, bro. Like, th this is why I'm an alcoholic. You, like, people people like you, like you, Michael, and Robert, y'all are the reason I'm an alcoholic. You guys are why I drink. Because I'm going to tell you this right now. He said, I never see so many Chicago fans in 2022. Look, man, because they had nothing to cheer about. They had nothing to cheer about, right? So, and this is not me bashing. This is what literally guys have said. This is literally what the Chicago fans have said. They didn't really have much to cheer about. Then last year they had Vooch, and, you know, things were looking kind of good. You know, they really were. Then they made some moves this offseason. Now they're looking great. I said plenty of times you're a sixth man. I had him win the six man of the year this year, which means again, 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 Mike. The problem, and again, Mike, we're gonna revisit this on Monday. I promise you. Next Monday, we're gonna revisit this. I promise you. But my thing is, you're again, why do I still have him on that pedestal? And this is a question I, 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 I've been asking. No one says he right now is a role player. Why I still got him on the MVP pedestal? Thank you for coming to my TED talk. I said what I said and I meant it. I'm not saying he a bum. I'm not saying he a scrub. I'm not saying none of that. None of that whatsoever. And you say he homegrown? Guess what? It don't matter if you homegrown or not. What do you give me on the court? Right now, I own the Orlando Magic. Okay? I start wheeling and dealing. Matter of fact, Jason Tatum's a free agent. I go get Jason Tatum. He, 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 he's, 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 he's lighting it up. Pew, pew. My, my man going crazy, right? He going pew, 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 right? He lighting it up. Cole Anthony playing average. Am I going to say Cole Anthony's better than Jason Tatum because he's homegrown? Come on, man. Stop playing. Because the MVP meant something to Chicago. Uh, That's why just like if Tatum was for Boston, that shit means something to the fans. No, it's different because Tatum, and I, this, I'm going to catch it for this. Jason Tatum is better than D. Rose. Jason right now, I'll take this Jason right now over the over any prime D Rose. I don't care. And we can't even say prime D Rose because D Rose never really had a prime. He never really had a prime because of the injuries. But MVP year before, rookie, college, high school, out the womb, don't matter. I'm I'm taking Jason Tatum. And again, you're saying I'm tripping, but you already hear the funny part. You want to know why you think I'm tripping, Rob? If Derrick Rose played for Memphis. This conversation wouldn't be happening. If he played for Sacramento, this conversation would not be happening. Matter of fact, if he played, let me give me like another decent franchise, a solid one. OKC. All right. Well, eh. Nothing. Nobody was seeing this. I put him on a pedestal he never deserved to be on. And y'all just can't accept it. Y'all can't accept he's not that. He's just, he ain't in no more. Yeah, I can't accept it. He's like, okay, I agree, but you can't be mad at Chicago for having D-Rose on a pedestal. You just have to be a beat from the city and understand. No, but I actually can, though. But I actually can. I actually can because 
to be on that pedestal, for in order for us to put other players on that pedestal, they need to ball. They need to ball out. They need to ball out, right? We need to ball. Y'all putting Trey. Y'all putting Trey Young on that pedestal. Act like pretending that he's better than Devin Booker. That's what we doing here. That's what we doing here. Like, 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 I don't care where you're from. The dude had one great year. Only one great year. One great year. He said Rose was a monster. He was on the um, he on the Bulls was Jim Lynn number two during his MVP year. He put team on his back game Miami held the Eastern Conference Finals. Be real, bro. Are you talking about the same D-Rose who averaged 16 points? Ah, my fault, my fault, my fault, my fault. I'm sloppy. I'm sloppy. I'm sloppy. My bad. My bad. Look, I said what I said and I meant it. I really did. Y'all going to... And, and you want to know why I will understand, Mike? You want to know why I will understand? You want to know why? Because I will never put a dude on a pedestal based off of one year. Ever. You will never see me do that. Before I was, before I was like, I was out here loving Jason Tatum. I had to wait. I waited on him. True story. I waited on him. Devin Booker. I waited on him. Ben Simmons. I waited on him. I waited. I waited on him. I was like, all right, say, I like what I'm seeing. Let me see. Can you take the extra step? Can you take another step? That's it. That's it. Because because I'm not from the city. When's the last time you ever want to ring? My fault. My fault. My fault. That's immature. I'm, I'm going to Freddy route. I'm going to Freddy route. That's mad immature on my behalf. I apologize. Not really. I said, I said what I, I said what I said, and I meant it. By the way, yet again, D Rose ain't playing. Had to get surgery. Supposedly it's minor, but he's out. You know, there's no timetables out. Definitely, so you know. You know, you know who, you know who will never do that. My goat, Go James would never do that. Ever, ever, ever. Moving on to the next topic before Rob and Mike really gave me trigger. And by the way, Mike, if uh, Mike and Rob, if I put out any more comments, I said my uh, MJ's the goat. I'm not putting them up. That's what I'm saying. So, Kobe Covington, Jorge Masvidal, they're gonna be main eventing UFC 272. And uh, look, this fight is interesting, mostly because they hate each other. I'm with it. Ah, buddy. It, hold on. Time out. Time out. Time out. Time out. You're right. Listen. LeBron gets booed in his own stadium. D Rose can't even step foot in his own stadium. Come on, man. Stop playing. Stop playing. My dude misses the lamp. Go, oh, my knee. Come on, bro. Come on. Y'all talking about Anthony Data Davis? Come on, bro. Stop playing, man. Stop playing, bro. Come on, bro. You need to bring roses to this dude's bedside, bro. Because Derek Rose is always in the hospital. Stop playing, man. Come on. Relax. Pump the brakes. Chill out. Usa, breathe, my nigga. Mm, whoa, my Rob, you always got me. <laughs> Rob got me saying the N-word. That's how Vex you got me right now, Rob. You got me, you got me saying the N-word, Rob. You got me saying the N-word. Look, man. Oh, this is all I'm saying, bro. This is all I'm saying. He's not that guy. Trust me, probably not that guy. But Kobe Covington, Jorge Masvidal, they're going to be main eventing uh, UFC 272. I do not. And by the way, I, let me just get this all out of the way. Uh, 110%, almost, almost. Um, I, I'm a, I'm a UFC fan. Like I love the UFC. Um, I just love MMA. I really do. Um, I think it's, it's very entertaining. Um, mostly because you can win from a plethora of ways. You can knock a guy out. You can, you know, um, you can make him tap. You can work wrestling, jujitsu, kick. Like, like, there's a lot of stuff you can do, which is what I uh, like about it. I'm begging everybody, do not buy this card. I'm, I am in, I'm in, I implore you, do not buy this card. The co main. Um, the co-main event um, originally was supposed to be uh, Fizza versus um, Rafael Dos Anjos. Fizza ended up having, he's got COVID, so he got pulled. So now, 
is going to be Bryce Mitchell versus Edson Barbosa as who they believe will end up being the co-main. In terms of this grudge match, the problem with it is this. Both fighters, both of them, lost twice to Kamara Usman. That's just a sad part of the situation. They both lost. So again, let's say Kobe wins. By the way, let me just get it out the way. Uh, I, I think Jorge Masvidal is going to end up winning. I think they're both kind of in their feelings, and I think they're both going to end up going, swinging for offenses. And I, I just I think Corey Masvidal is going to be the first dude who manages to connect. So I'm going to give it to Jorge. Now, if Kobe comes and turns into a wrestling match, he's got something there. I don't know if he will because, you know, they kind of butt her with each other right now. But we will see. But now nah, it's just both guys have lost twice. To me, there's just no... Outside of the fact that they hate each other, they used to be best friends, they used to be roommates. Other than that, there's really no, there's nothing, there's nothing tangible for me to actually care about this. Because the, 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 when, when the, when the belt isn't on the line, because mind you, this is one of the rare main events that's not for a title. That's actually on a pay-per-view, not, not like the fight nights. This is like, on a legitimate pay-per-view. The problem with this is just there's nowhere each any either one of these guys can go. There's nowhere they can go. If Kobe wins, what he's gonna have an a, a another fight with Kamaru, like he doesn't deserve it. And again, Hori Masvidal, dog, you got knocked out badly. Like, and again, th- in the second fight. Jorge Masvidal had his time. The first time they fought, it went to it went to decision. So okay, cool, whatever. The second fight, that 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 was, and I was told in the second fight, Masvidal got it. I was like, bro, if you think Masvidal got it, you out of your mind. I ain't trying to be mean, but you're out of your mind if you thought if you thought Masvidal really had any type of chance. Kobe Covington is ranked number one in the welterweight division. And Jorge Masvidal is ranked sixth. So if by any any freak with any freak upset, which even even though there's really no upset, but let let's let's because uh, right now Jorge Masvidal he's the underdog. So let's say he wins, right? Let's think about this. If he wins, where do you go? Nowhere. If Kobe wins, where do you go? Nowhere. Like there's nowhere each of these guys can really go. And it doesn't really matter at all. Sure, it's a grudge match. And it's it's adorable to call it that. Like, oh my God, they hate each other. Rawr, whatever. But the thing is, when a belt isn't on the line, the most interesting part of a fight isn't, is, it's, yeah, while they're fighting. But it's also, where are they both of these guys going to go next? Win, lose, or draw? Like, for instance, uh, a couple weekends ago, uh, Jamal Hill... He fought Johnny Walker, right? That wasn't for a title. It was on um it, it, it was on it was on fight night. And the intrigue with that was whoever wins could make a case that at the two like at 205, they should be at least a contender, right? Get one more high top five appointment and, and go from there. Like, with this, you don't have that. And that's really the sad part about it. This is why it's just, it's real difficult to really take this fight serious. Um, like I said, I'm going to go Jorge Masvidal. I, I just think they're both going to go in there and want to slug it out. So I will go Masvidal. But like I said, this is one of those fights that to me, doesn't really have a lot of intrigue. It really doesn't. And it's, it's a shame. Really, really is. Because to be honest, if, you know, if we had done this fight a couple, couple like last year, I think there would have been more hype up behind it. I really do. But they decided to do it now, hype it up with the grudge match. And sure, cool, but 
again, it's going to be like 75 bucks. Don't do it. Trust me. Don't do it. Next topic, James Harden. He's looking great for the Philadelphia 76ers. My guy has been balling out of his mind. But here's the question. Will it end up bringing them a ring? So in two games with the Philadelphia 76ers, James Harden, 28 points, 57% from the field, nine boards, 14 assists. Great numbers. Great numbers. I just got to say one thing about it, though. We need to be smart. And we need to understand something. In the beginning of Brooklyn, it was the same thing. It was the same exact thing. We're looking great. We feel great. We're all happy. We all look good, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Everyone's feeling happy. Everyone's feeling excited. They think everything's great. Then what happened in Brooklyn? Got in his feelings. He got mad because he wanted more. He ended up wanting even more. Couldn't get more. Said it was ridiculous. It's going on, you know, his whole spiel. That part about it really is, of course he's talented. Let's not get it twisted. He's very talented, you know. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like he's trash. But, you know, this is something we need to understand. For some unknown reason, some unknown reason, James Harden wants the offense to be 1,000% around him. He wants everybody to basically move. Because remember, he was being butthurt that they weren't giving him more opportunities for him to do whatever he wanted. The perfect offense for James Harden is basically him having the ball. It's a quote Charles Barkley. That's all it really is. A lot of dribbling, waiting until late in the shot clock, then he kind of, boop, dishes away. Then whoever he dishes it to, you know, dish it and make the shot. Hear that or do, or do a, a step back and have somebody breathe on him and ends up being a foul, he goes to the line. It's kind of the problem. And... The crazy part about it is, like, I I don't know what James Harden I'm going to get. And not even, and if I'm going to be honest, it's not even regular season I'm worried about. I'm more worried about, concerned about the playoffs. Because every time he's got him go to the playoffs, and, he's, and, and James Harden has to, he got to be that guy. It's always one of two things. Always. Always one of two things. Either a, and this is something we need to start talking about, his injury history. He's starting to be injured a lot. Now, I don't know if it's him faking injuries or if it's legit. I'm not going to say he's faking it, so I'm just going to go out and say, you know what, it's legit injuries and, you know, he's been getting hurt. But let's, you know, we need to start looking at that. And every time in the playoffs – when the pressure mounts and he needs to be that guy, he just does it. He he, he just can't do it. It's, it's a shame because in the regular season, he goes on his tears, he does his thing, and then come playoffs, all of a sudden, you, you, we see him different. Best way I can describe him, frankly, it's like Aaron Rodgers. Regular season, dynamo, you look great. Then we look to you in the playoffs, and all of a sudden, playoffs ain't fun. Playoffs ain't your thing. All of a sudden, there's other things more important. People are still, listen, Spurs, he collapsed. He, he, um, up against the, the, the Warriors, couldn't handle it. Clippers, couldn't handle it. We got to remember, when Chris Paul went down, and I'm one of the people who believe if Chris Paul went, if Chris Paul doesn't go down, I think they. I think the Rockets beat them. No, I don't know for sure, so I can't sit there and say, "Yep, you know, it did what happened." I'm not gonna say that, you know. But, 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 I will say this: that was his moment. That was James Harden's moment to say, "You know what? Y'all only need one game. Y'all only needed one game from me, 
where I go completely nuts in the playoffs, the pressure is on and I can do it. That was his opportunity. And he couldn't do it. He just, he couldn't do it. And again, it's sad because his talent, listen, James Harden is talented. He really is, you know? And I I'm, I haven't met a single person who's, who, who tries to pretend like he isn't talented. I haven't met a single person. And God willing, I hope I never meet that person. But we also need to be, you know, we, we also need to understand James Harden has not been, he, he, he hasn't, in the playoffs, he's got a lot to prove. He's never proved he can help be that guy in the playoffs when it matters. And it's sad, too, because, again, he's talented. He really is, but every time the moment's there, he shrinks. And you can't do that in Philly. You, you just can't. And the reason I'm saying you can't do that in Philly, let's be honest. Let's be 110% honest. If they get him and he chokes and he can't handle the pressure and you got Joel Embiid going out there giving you 40, the 76ers now look stupid. Because think about it. They got James Harden to help take the pressure off of Joel Embiid. Imagine they did all this moving to bring him here to what? All of a sudden, him end up putting more pressure on Joel Embiid, doing the exact opposite of what he was supposed to do? It's 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 this weird slope where, and again, they didn't they brought him in sure for the regular season because you know they brought him in so that way they're gonna have a few games where they're gonna sit Joel and beat down so that way he doesn't overdo himself, right? And James, you know, lead us, you know, be, be that guy. But 80% of the reason they got him was for the playoffs. So that way, when Joel and beat needs rest on the court, or you know, he needs to get benched or whatever the case may be. That way, when he has to get that rest. You have a guy out there who could hoop. And again, if James Harden can't show up to the court because he's injured, he ends up not showing up by his by by the way he plays. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's gonna they're gonna end up winning a ring. I don't. I just think it's I think it's too much to ask for him. I really do. I think I think they're asking a little bit of too much for from James Harden. I think what they're going to want from him, he's not going to be able to do. I I don't, and again, based on the history, you can believe it. You really can. I feel bad saying this because I like James Harden. I, I do, I, you know what I mean? I wish him success, you know? I mean, I like him, you know? He's, he's a, he's a, he, he can hoop. He really can't become playoffs. He has yet to show me that when, when he needs, when he needs to be that dude, he hasn't showed me he can. He hasn't. And it's and, and it's sad that we still have to question that about a guy in James Harden who's been in the league since, you know, he was drafted in the 2009-2007 season. That was his rookie year. He's been, you know, it, it's just a shame. It really is. Like, James Harden is a veteran. Like, th there should be no excuses for him. And the sad part about it, when he needs to, he just doesn't show up. Hopefully, he could change that. Hopefully. Because this really would, this is going to be his, his last his last stop as a star. Because I think after this, is he going to get paid? Sure. But because he probably, he's got this year, and then he's got a player option. He'll probably pick that up. After that, if, if he's out here flaming too, not gonna look good for him. Not good for him at all. Final topic I want to bring up with y'all. Um, we're not entering the final stretch, so I'm gonna give you guys a couple teams. Um, you know, three of the teams I believe have been major disappointments. But before we get to those three, I want to honorable mention because I did mention James Harden, the Brooklyn Nets. The reason I, I I have them as an honorable mention was because the moves they did could potentially not well, actually, not potentially. I think the moves they did made them better. The vaccine mandate is going to get raised, so now Kyrie will be able to play. Um, he will be able to play home games. I think everything is now trending for them to be, and in the right 
you know, it's trending in the right position for them, in the right direction. Brooklyn right now is the eight seed. They're 32 and 29. They're eight games behind the uh, the number one seed. Um, if the playoffs were to start today, they would be in the play-in, which is why I'm, I'm saying it's a disappointment. Um, but again, the moves they made help, help them be better. Um, they, they now kind of have guys for each specific role, which I like, I think is smart using the old noggin. So because of all that, I'm going to call them the honorable mention, but number three, the Portland Trailblazers, because they, they, at this point, I'm convinced Portland doesn't know what they themselves want to do. Like, I think at this point, they themselves don't know what they want to do. And it's a shame because if you trade CJ McCollum, like, they're giving signs, oh, yeah, we're going to blow it all up. That's kind of what they've been trying to do, right? But then at the same time, they'll then try to give you, like, you know, they'll try to give signs of, nope, we're still competitive. We still think we can do it. Like, right now, Portland needs to sit down. With everybody, everybody in that organization needs to sit down and have a heart-to-heart with, with themselves because they need to figure out what are we really trying to do? What are we what are what is our goal here? What is our our like our final our final um our final they're trying to figure out what is the what is the what is their final option? What are they trying to do here? What are they trying to do? Are they trying to win? Or are they trying to develop? That's what they, they need to sit down and figure that out. Because they they keep saying, "Oh yeah, you know we we want to keep Damian Lillard," which again, you know, Damian Lillard, you know, you that's a guy you can build something around, right? But then at the same time, to to trade CJ and get you know role players in in return, it's weird. It's weird. Really is. If they were training for Brendan Ingram, okay, I get it, but you're not training for role players. It's almost as if they're kind of winging it. Which it's it's not bad to necessarily wing it. It's bad when you're winging it and you don't know why like where you're supposed to go. You're lost. You're kind of just bumbling around like an idiot through the forest. And again, I'm not expecting them to, you know. Be all world, but do you know why? Do you know why people don't consider the Pistons right now as a disappointment? Do you want to know why people don't consider Orlando Magic a Why people consider OKC, the Houston Rockets, those bottom feeding teams? Do you want to know why? Because these guys, like these teams, know. Look, we're not going to be good. We're going to get young players, develop all the young players, see who we're going to keep, who we're going to let go. So that way, eventually, when they're all ready, we only need a couple pieces. Well, our core will be, you know, homegrown. You know, we, we we got all the youngsters we got. We can see them develop and go from there. That's why Detroit, look, that's why that's why Orlando, um, you know, OKC, Rockets. That's why those teams don't look, that's why people don't consider them disappointments. Because, yeah, they're losing, but guess what? They're telling us they're going to lose. They're, they're saying, look, look, we're not good, but it is what it is. It is what it is, and at this point, we just want to make sure that we develop our youngsters. Pulling right now, twenty-five and thirty-six. Sad part about it, they could they could still have a chance to make the plan. That's sad part about it. Really, the sad part about it. But I feel like they could if if they made if they made smarter moves. I think I think they could have been in the plan, and they could have potentially been an eighth or seventh seed. You, you could make that argument. If you want to break up CJ and Dame, I get it, no problem. But again, to to break everything up and to get nothing but role players, I don't know. Doesn't make much much sense to me. Team number two, the New York Knicks. This New York Knicks team, currently twenty five and thirty six. Um, obviously, they're out of the plan. But this New York Knicks team has been the definition of just weird. It's been weird. They've done everything you're supposed to do in a way. 
And honestly, and real quick, Rob, no, I'm not saying free Dame anymore. I used to scream it. But at some point when the dude is like, I want to stay, you know what? Go, go ahead. Go ahead. I can't scream free Dame anymore. I really can't. Because when the guy is telling me, oh, I, I want to stay. I want to win a chip here. I would, like, look, Portland is nowhere near championship material. Y'all had y'all chance, what, four years ago? When y'all made the West Conference Finals? That was y'all chance. Now, now that y'all, that's not y'all chance no more, y'all got to figure something out. You 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 got to stop with this, oh, yeah, I want to be loyal. Go ahead, be loyal to a fault. Be loyal to a fault. But I don't, I, again, to each their own, bro. But I, I Rob, I, I can't say free damn anymore only because he wants to be there. He wants to be there. But in terms of New York, this New York Knicks team is just, I don't want to say they're horrible, but they're horrible. Let's just be honest. You know, um, and again, I'm a Boston Celtics fan, um, so I'm kind of loving it. Um, and it's fun. By the way, someone said, "Can we call the Kings a disappointment?" You can, you can to an extent. Um, I want to see what they do this off season. I want to see what they do this off season. I think they're done for getting rid of Tyrese Halliburton. We'll see what they do this off season because if. If they if they continue to do questionable moves, they're gonna have to figure something out. Um, and Rob's and you hit it perfectly. The Knicks is inconsistency. It's wild. Their inconsistency is is ridiculous. Right now they're they're on a five game losing streak, one and nine in their last ten. And if you just look at these guys again, look, I I like me some Julius Randle, but let's be honest, I I think the Julius Randle experiment, him being your number one. I think it's time for you to say, yeah, this ain't it. I think it's time for that Julius Randle being the number one experiment. I think it's time to move on from it. Um, The fact that one day they're like, oh, yeah, Kemba, we're with you. By the way, we're going to sit you down. Now let's bring you back. Psych, boy, sit back down. All that stuff is just kind of like, okay, makes no sense whatsoever. Um, RJ Barrett again. Too inconsistent. And I love RJ. He's too inconsistent. You went and you went and got Cam Reddish only to say, I don't want him, even though he's better than the guy you got rid of for him. It makes no sense whatsoever at all. Like, and I love Taj Gibson, but let's be fair here. Like, an older Taj Gibson right now, like, he should not be getting more minutes in camp. You should not. Like, that, that's just me. Um, do whatever you got to do. Figure out a way for Cam Reddish to get more minutes. Because right now, he, he's not even, he's, only, he's only averaging about 12 minutes per game. Um, and Rob says, I don't think Juice is the number one. I don't think so either. I think it's time to move on from that experiment. Um, I think it's time for y'all to be like, you know, for the Knicks to be like, okay, you know, we're not number one. He's not number one. It's okay. It is what it is. Let's just move on and figure something out. Like, they need to have that conversation. And I feel like they have the conversation, but they're scared to come to the to, to the reality of the situation. I think they're just, for some unknown reason, for some unknown reason, they, they just don't want to accept it. Makes no sense whatsoever. None, but again, thank God I'm not a New York Knicks fan. And number one, we obviously already know who it is. The Los Angeles Lakers. Now, that's a disappointment for a lot of other people. For me, it ain't no disappointment. None at all whatsoever. It's not a disappointment. And I'm going to tell y'all why. When this trade first happened... When the trade first happened, okay, fine, go over there. When the trade first happened, I was one of the people screaming that no matter what, no matter what, this team was not going to be that good at all. 
I didn't, I, I, I didn't think they were going to be good ever, ever. I said at best, they're, they're hoping for a first round exit at best. I had people telling me for some reason that they were that how quickly we forget uh, his uh, Russell's MVP year again. You, like in name, this is a talented team. In name, unfortunately, you don't play the game in name. You play it in talent, and right now, Russ is not talented. He's not good. There's just no way around it. LeBron James, is he playing at an MVP caliber level? Yes, of course. But I've said this before, the days of LeBron James carrying a team, it's over. It really is over. The days of LeBron saying, yo, get on my back and I'll take you out of the promised land, those are over. You like He's not, he's not going to be able to do that. And again, listen, I'm, I'm a LeBron fanboy. That's my dude right there. You, I, I love LeBron. Don't get it twisted. But we also need to take into consideration, like, it's not it. Yeah, and, and, and this is it. Russ has not evolved. But do you want to know why he hasn't evolved? Because you got, you got people who don't watch basketball talking about he's great. Like, that's the problem. Like, and I understand he got the triple-doubles. I'm not going to take that from him. But in order to play winning basketball, guess what? You're going to have to sacrifice, right? You're going to have to. He's still top two in turnovers. And anybody hear the sad part about it? With all those turnovers, guess what the sad part about all of that is? The sad part about all of that, his usage percentage is down. His usage percentage is down. He still turned the ball out at a high rate. Yet, yet, he's still turning the ball over at a high alarming rate. So, think about it. If his if the turnovers are about the same and his usage percentage is down, what does that mean? That means he's just... He either can't take care of the ball or he's doing stupid passes. His IQ's not that his, his IQ's not there. That's all it is. When Russ is guarding opponents, they're shooting over 55% on him. How many times in a crucial in, in like the third quarter in a crucial game? Russ leaves this guy wide open in the corner to go try to get a rebound. Bumps into Dwight, bumps into DeAndre Jordan, bumps into LeBron, bumps into Melo. Bumps into whoever had the rebound, ends up slipping, goes into the opponent's hands, and guess who they swing the ball to? Guess. The guy that Russ should have been guarding in that corner. So I say he's the biggest problem. Another problem they have, frankly, if we're going to be honest, I might be really going to go and say youth. But you need active guys. Defensively, there's no there's no activity going on. There's no activity going on with this team defensively. THT, it look it's looking like he's starting to check out. It's starting to he get upset and he's starting to get mad that all these expectations is on him. And that's the sad part about it. Because guess what? Avery Bradley. I mean, you know, to play some defense, ain't Bradley, the same Boston Celtics Bradley, uh, or Avery Bradley, I'm sorry, St. Boston Celtics Avery Bradley. Wayne Ellington, yeah, he could shoot, but he's, not, he's never really been a defend, defender. Stanley Johnson, maybe give him give him a few more minutes, you know, because right now he's about, he's at, he's at about 20. I would, I would consider starting cutting other guys' minutes down to give him a few more, you know. Obviously, you got Anthony Davis kind of, you know, getting injured. But I think the thing with Anthony Davis, I think there's a few. I think there's a few things. I think he's at the wrong place at the wrong time sometimes. And at the same time, what I what another thing I really think it is that people aren't taking into consideration. Every time he comes back from an injury, there's no easing him into it. None, none at all. 
There's no easing him into it. There's no, oh, you know how, you know, let's, let's, let's see how you go. There's none of that. As soon as he's cleared, they throw him right into the wolves. And then he's got to play at a high level straight out the gate. I wouldn't be surprised if a few times that he came back, he really wasn't healthy. I wouldn't be surprised. I really wouldn't be. A lot, a lot of what's really wrong with this Lakers team. And I'll be honest with you, if if, if if the Lakers with this roster, they only have to do one thing, just one, and they'll be able to, you know, kind of perhaps turn it around. They need to learn how to hold each other accountable. Everyone is scared to go to Russ and say that, you know, Russ, stop. Like, if you, 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 you still think you're 2015, stop it. Get some help. They're scared to go to 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 uh to Carmelo and say, "Yo, Melo, I understand. You know, you want that six man award. I get it, but that's not what we're here for. It's not what we're here for." Ad, you want to come back? I understand you want to come back, but at the same time, come back being smart. Stop throwing yourself, knowing you're gonna get hurt. Let's ease you back into it. The first, the first five games. Let's put you on a minutes restriction. Let's see how you truly feel. Let's see, let's see, let's see if you can, if if you truly are healthy. Let's figure that out before we throw you into the wolves. And then when we do throw you into the wolves, stop being a bitch and play center. Like if they, if 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 the Lakers, if this Lakers roster was able to actually look at each other and have a solid conversation. Without someone getting butt hurt and without someone getting in their feelings, this team could this team could 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 clean it up. Now, I don't think at all that they're gonna win a chip this year at all, but I think they could clean it up. I, I think I think they could finish over five hundred. I really do. But again, they need to be able to have a conversation with themselves and say, "All right, look." Here's here's we need let's have this conversation with each other. Who's messing up and who's not? That's the conversation they need to have with each other. They need to hold every single person on that roster accountable. And until they do that, until they straight up and look at each other and say, Look, man, you're messing up. Here is how you're messing up. I'm not throwing you under the bus, but this is where you're messing up. And Rob says, Eagles will never let that happen. The sad part about it, if we're going to keep it a stat, sad part about it, Russ got the ego. Meanwhile, he's been a journeyman since he won that MVP. Okay? Melo, got the, he got that ego. Melo, the league didn't want you. Why do you think they didn't want you, man? Because you weren't that guy. Melo hits two threes in a row, and all of a sudden, he's like, oh, yeah. Oh, I'm in my bag. Nah, homie, you need to put yourself in the bag, bro, because you're ridiculous. You need to relax. Pump the brakes, man. Like, there are, there are a lot of egos, but again, supposedly, they all came together to win. They all came together to win. At least that was the rumor. That was the rumor. The rumor is that they all came together to win because they were like, oh, yeah, we can do it. We can win. We're, uh, we're, we're, we're winners. I done told these people. I done told them. And I, and people get mad at me all the time when I say this. I done told these people. Look. This team is just... It's, 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 it's unfortunate. Don't get it twisted. It's unfortunate. But this team is just... Your key pieces are just not cutting it right now. You know what I mean? That's just kind of the reality of the situation. Robert said, you would think at this point they should be willing to try anything. And that's the sad part about it. Really is. Like, when you're down this bad, having a comp, like, at this point, like, this is where you would consider trying anything and everything to make it to make it work. When Braun was out, you guys tried to make Russell number one. Was not working. Yeah, I tried to make um AD the number one, and then Russ got butt hurt. Right? 
And it's like, it's ridiculous because this was the opportunity that these dudes should have been like, you know what? We in this deep. What else can we do? The trade deadline is gone. We can't do any moves until until the offseason. What are we going to do? So, again, when, when especially when you're with the roster you have, especially when you're stuck with the roster that the roster that you have and you can't, like, you need to be able to w- be willing to try anything. So, oh, man. Thank you for watching the Profit Takes podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Private Takes. Anything you guys see you want to talk about, feel free to tag us. Catch us on Facebook at Prideful Takes. And we are also on YouTube. Feel free to give us a sub at Prideful Takes. Visit our website, www.pridefultakes.com. Now it's every episode of the podcast up, but we also have original articles. And check us out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, the Prideful Takes podcast. And if you have an iPhone, just say, hey, Siri, play the Prideful Takes podcast, and she will take care of it for you. And as always, go to www.fatco.com. Use discount code Prideful Takes get 50% off of all of your organic skin care needs. <laughs> as always, it's your boy Pride. We'll be back here on Wednesday. Mike will be back and we'll be talking about straight wrestling. Until then, y'all know what to do, ladies and gentlemen. Be safe. Where that was going. That was a great read. Oh, Lillard from the logo. That'll quiet the two on the season. Second and one for the Bills. They handle the rush. Allen looking. It's out. To to Shohei Center field. Let's watch it go. Did several of those inside low kicks.